hello, hello, hello. This is Toothy Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. And I have the pleasure of having one of my good friends. Uh, she was also an assistant with me um, for, what, a year, Chris? Would you say a year you were with me? It's, it's been it's been about a year, yes. Yeah, a year. Yeah, so, so you know, uh, Chris is a um, certified dental assistant. And, you know, she's been listening to the podcast. And she was just kind of like, when are you going to get somebody on that's going to give you from the perspective of, of an assistant? And I was like, that's a good right. idea, you know, because honestly, I feel like a lot of the people that listen are like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, this is cool. We're learning about different dental things. But for me, I think the most important thing is from the assistant's point of view, because patients trust assistants way more than they trust the doctors. They trust the assistants way more than they trust hygienists, you know, mm-hmm. than the front, because they have that one-on-one interaction with them for a lot longer than the doctors do, than the hygienists do, you know, than the front do. So I wanted to, you know, kind of bring you on, Chris, to... Just, you know, give us the insight. Give us the point of view from an assistant, good or bad. You know, we're not here to judge. Um, I uh-huh. judge a lot. I really do. I judge a lot. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I judge everybody, actually, equally. Um, do not like most people, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but but what I do want is I want you to kind of be honest and let everybody in the, uh, that's listening kind of see from your point of view what we as doctors can improve, what the hygienists can improve, what the front office can improve. And I, and I understand this is from your point of view. This is your opinion. You know, we get that. Right. But I want you to let everybody know what's going on. So give us a little bit about yourself before we get going here. Okay. Well, like you mentioned, my name is Christy. I have been a dental assistant for about four and a half years now. I started out working um, general uh, for maybe like a year and a half. And then I transferred over to work with Dr. Aka. I um, was traveling with him. And then I went back to general. So that's what I'm doing now. I also do have experience, you know, working uh, in the prison system. I have, you know, experience working with, you know, military uh, soldiers coming in and out of deployment. So I think I'm kind of pretty well-rounded with dentistry, kind of familiar with the terminology as well. Um, I And this is why I wanted to bring you on, because you've literally done everything. You've gone from, you know, private practice to corporate to uh, prison system to volunteering work, you know, to right. government, you know. So I think you can, get, can give us a scope. Let's just dive right in. I want to just dive right in, okay? Why okay. don't patients trust dentists and hygienists as much as they do assistants? Well, I feel like a lot of times when... You know, when initially what, what I get from the patients is whenever they go to different dental offices, they already have an idea in their mind what it's going to be. A lot of people come in with anxiety because they've either had bad experiences in the past or a lot of people come in, you know, with the bad experiences and, you know, they've had to spend a lot of money that they didn't have to spend. So a lot of people don't know a lot or not educated a lot about, you know, their oral care or how even dentistry works. So when they come in, it's already coming in like, I already know how you are. I don't like you at all. So let's just get to the point, you know. So I feel like that's why, you know, they kind of resort to being closer to the assistant because they kind of feel like the assistant is the one who be more, um, you know, reasonable as far as like kind of, you know, listening to their problems or their issues or whatever they might have. Okay. And I feel like they might feel like maybe the doctor or the hygienist don't really uh, focus on that because all they're worried about is getting to the next patient and are you going to put a treatment or not, you know? So it's like kind of like a, a 
a, like a, a check statement to where it's like, how much money am I going to get from each patient? Okay. Well, we're going to get into that, but so, you know, dentist, uh, hygienist, we've become almost like, a th- like therapist, right? I, I, I know right. patients will sit down and tell me all their fears and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I do not have the credentials to literally diagnose your problems, nor mm-hmm. do I have the time, right? Uh, because I feel like a lot of dentistry is now going to time as money and then some. Right. But right. you guys as hygienists, I mean, I say hygienists, you guys, uh, hygienists are doing the same thing. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, but the assistants kind of have that opportunity to sit down and, and take the time and not think about just the money aspect because you're not worried about how much is the doctor going to make or how much is the hygienist going to make because you're not paid off of production. Right. A lot of doctors right. and hygienists are paid off of what they do. You're not paid off of this. So do you think that that's a benefit to how you can connect with patients more? Absolutely, because I feel like, you know, when, because we're initially, besides, you know, the front desk, we are the main ones that kind of, you know, receive the patient first and kind of, kind of read them how they are, their body language, you know, the first thing they say or their first concerns. So we firsthand hear about where it's like, listen, man, I haven't been to the dentist in about four or five years. You know, I'm only here for this tooth that pains me. You know, but it, compared to what the doctor, the hygienist might say, I'm like, yeah, it's not only one tooth that's bad, it's every tooth. So, you know, we're more concerned about, you know, what initially brought them in. Okay. So you basically say you think that assistants listen more than the doctors or more than the hygienists do? I do, because, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, because no. I feel like, you know, dentists don't have that time to sit with every patient and, you know, listen to their whole life story or, you know, really understand why they're here or anything like that. Most doctors, you know, either don't have the patience for it, don't have the time for it, or really don't want to, you know. So I feel like it's up to us to be like, kind of merge that relationship with the doctor and the patient. So I think that's where we come in to where we are the middleman to kind of, kumbaya with everybody and be like no nah, we're not here just to take your money we're here to take care of you you know we're not in the business of removing teeth we're in the business of saving teeth gotcha. so i feel like with our our responsibility to make that patient feel comfortable and also to let the dentist know that you know i'm i'm praising you whenever i'm talking to the patient so after i've talked to the patient i'm relaying the message to the doctor and be like yeah she's very nervous because of a b c and d you know so i'm i'm you know bringing you up to where you can come into the office, into the room with the patient, and you're not going in blindly. Okay, well, let's talk about that then. So you basically just explained to me how uh, a lot of patients kind of, you know, give you all the information that they need the doctor to understand through you. Uh-huh. So, But there are a lot of doctors that come off very cocky, right? They're better than everybody, you know, uh, they they know more. And, and so they pretty much treat their assistants as kind of like, I mean, I've seen uh, and heard stories about doctors throwing stuff at assistants and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. do, you, do you get that experience? Have you gotten that experience in the past where like doctors have gotten crazy with you and like throwing stuff, yelling at you and everything like that? Well, nobody's throwing anything at me because I throw back. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, well, we're not talking. <laughs> All right, let's. No, but I, I've, I've, I have experienced, you know, 
you know, I had an experience with doctor or doctors who were, you know, very rude or felt like I can't have an educated conversation just because I'm an assistant or, you know, belittle me just because I'm an assistant and you're a doctor. And I've also had times where I've had to sit down with a doctor and be like, yeah, you know, I've been here for four and a half years and I've, I've kind of know what, what to do. You went to school for four years. That's great. You know, the basics of, you know, aura care and everything. I'm trying to merge you in. So I think with us, like having like a clear understanding and a conversation with the doctor to where there's respect going on both ways, you know, to where we can have a conversation and you can learn some things from me and I can learn some things from you. Like, I feel like if you have that open relationship, the operating room, then, you know, everything will be fluid. Okay. Well, okay. I want to, I want to get on that, right? So the doctors come, uh, go to school for four years, then some, right? Like dental school for four years. Uh, overall, they might go to school for eight to 12 years. We don't know, right? But they come out. They're brand new. They really haven't seen that many patients, right? You've seen tons of patients. You've dealt with this for a long time. Do you sometimes think, man, I could do what they're doing right now? You know, do you, I mean, honestly, do you think that, you know, some of these doctors come in and you're like, man, they really don't know what they're doing. Have you had experiences <laughs> like that where you're like, my God, I would not let them work on my, 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 myself or anybody I know because I love them too much for this, for me to ever work on this, with this doctor. And then how do you make sure that you don't portray that to the patient? Or if you, do you tell the patient, hey, this doctor's not that good? Well, yeah, I, I've, I've seen that. I, but what, what I've seen mostly is just, you know, doctors who are more hesitant to do certain things because they haven't done it. And, um, you know, firsthand as an assistant, you, you don't realize that it's overwhelming for the doctor that, like, you know, they're fresh coming out of school and, you know, this is something that's brand new to them. You know, we, we don't realize that. We're just like, okay, the, the, this patient is a tooth out. You need to go in and take it out, you know? But I think, just kind of for us, you know, assuring the doctor that, you know, they they need to be a little bit more confident, like, you know, they got it and they can do it, you know, like just preparing the doctor, thinking, you know, staying 10 steps ahead for the doctor, you know, making sure they have everything in the room, you know, but I don't think I will go as far as, you know, telling the patient that, you know, this doctor is not good or not. I think what will be more helpful is, you know, giving like ideas to the doctor and be like, yeah, I know this is new for you, but you know, maybe this previous doctor or such and such, you know, tried to use this or did this this way, or maybe you should try doing it this way or something like that. I, I would try to at least make it come off as not me telling them what to do, but trying to help them. Okay. Well, here's another thing, it, Tim. What if the, what if you see uh, a doctor? you know, I don't know, do something crazy like break a file in when they're doing a root canal or or take the wrong tooth out or, you know, do something like, you know, uh, gouge like the, the lip or the tongue or something with their instruments. You know, like how do you react to that? And, and you know, do you tell the patient? Do you let the doctor tell the patient? Do you push the doctor to tell the patient? Like how does that work out? I don't think it's, it would be my responsibility to tell the patients, like, what happened. Right. I think, you know, to notify the doctor that, hey, you know, you know, number 13, doc, not number three, you know. Right. Like, in code to where you're not, you know, alarming the patient to be like, hey, something is wrong. Like, you know, communicating with the doctor discreetly to be like, okay, doc, we're doing this. 
and be like, okay, so we're doing truth number what or what? You know, you asking me my opinion while we're in the room or you asking me, okay, so, you know, just to assure me, like, yeah, we are all on the same page. Not only the doctor is on, you know, this page, but the doctor that's the end of the patient are on the same page. I think just that preparing everybody and making sure that, you know, everything is 100%. There's nothing wrong with, you know, double, triple, quadruple checking, you know, everything in the room before you go in because I have had um, a doctor who had taken out the wrong tooth, I don't know, at one time, and he was honest, you know, he, he did, you know, tell the patient he apologized. That was his responsibility to tell the patient that. On my end, I, you know, went in and I, I was like, okay, doc, you know, this is all the information that we have. First hand, when we go in, we did it. You know, I didn't see it myself that he was taking out the wrong tooth, but after the end, that's when we realized, oh, wait, it was actually tooth in front, the one in the back. Okay. You know, so. Well, it, it, here's you, a question. Here's a question, right? So now you're basically saying that you've seen and, and the doctor is corrected for all this, right? So now let's talk about money. Let's talk about sometimes, you know, doctors and, and, and hygienists and stuff will charge. I mean, I've seen this. I've, I've dealt with this before. Well, they'll charge or overcharge for a procedure or, or they'll charge more than they should. You know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to charge for this, this and this. Right. How do you go about how do you as an uh, assistant, which knows what's happening? How do you make sure that we kind of keep the moral compass there? Or is that even your responsibility? Well, um, I, I feel like when it comes to that, a lot of times we don't have a say so. You know, there's weird. A lot of things are out of our hands. But you know, I I I think if you just you know implement like your your you know your drive for what why you're doing this, like why you came into dentistry. You know, where is the love for dentistry? Like, where is your love for dentistry and helping people? Like, one common thing that I've seen with a lot of doctors that I've worked with, because I've worked with a doctor who did, you know, multiple treatments and didn't get anything from it just because she was just helping a patient out who did not, who financially could not afford it. And I feel like that's what, you know, brings you the joy in what you do at work. But not everybody's like that, though, right? Not every a relationship with the patient. If a patient can sit there and trust you and be like, "Yes, you are generally, you know, you generally care about my health, and you generally want to see me, you know, healthier, and you educating me on what's more important." And I think that's where front desk comes in. Also, like you know, you're giving the patient on um, what they need and what they can afford, and you know, if they can't afford it, you know. Just giving them all the information, whether it's more than they need to know, but you letting them know everything to where it's not only on the doctor who's deciding what what happens and what doesn't happen. Okay, hold on you for know? a second. So you're basically saying that it's up to the doctor to kind of police themselves. The, the assistant has nothing to do with it, correct? No, 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 I'm saying, like, it's, it, as far as, like, up to the doctor, like, you know, for example, like, you know, after we've taken x-rays and everything and the doctor goes in to present their diagnosis and everything, and afterwards, that's when the front desk comes. And I feel like that's when the front desk needs to shine and be like, okay, yeah, the doctor diagnosed this, that, and the third. I'm going to give you all the information on, you know, how you can 
go forward as to pay for it. Whether okay, it's- ready, ready, ready. I get that you're you're being politi- I get it. You're being politically correct. But what I'm saying to you is, some doctors will diagnose a cavity when there is no cavity, and you've seen right. enough X-rays where you know, or at least you can kind of see, hey, there's a cavity here. There's no cavity, right? But some doctors right. will diagnose that just to make some money. You right. See, you yeah. see something I like see that. what you're saying. Yeah, you see something like that. Do you correct the doctor or do you just kind of say, let me keep my mouth shut and just keep my job? No, and I mean, no, and, and again, it's not I, just I, you. And it's not just you, by the way. Do right. you, I mean, with other assistants, you guys all talk. Do you kind of go, right. okay, well, you know what? That was just kind of corrupt or that's just shady. Right. I, I've, I myself ha- have seen that. And I, I go as far as to question the doctors. Not, you know, like making them, you know, stand out and be like, I see what you're doing. But I'm just like, okay, so I ask questions, you know. I even go ahead and to go in and open the x-rays myself. And I'm just like, okay, doc, what are we going to do? What about this? Okay, I'm asking questions. Them to explain to me exactly what's going on. If there is or is not a cavity, then I go in and I'm telling them, well, yeah, the patient said there's no sensitivity. I asked, you know, if there's any sensitivity anywhere, then I will go forward as to ask questions. Because I feel like a lot of times assistants feel like, they don't have a say so in a lot of things. Assistants feel like they can't say anything, they can't question anything, and I feel like that's wrong because you know when you go into an office, yes, everybody has a title, but we're all in here for the same thing. We're all working as a team, right? So if you're doing something that could, you know, hurt the patient or hurt the whole office, it comes back on everybody. You know, you cannot just do one thing one sided, just thinking about yourself. Like you, I'm, I'm in it as well. So I feel like if we're in it together, if I'm going into the room with you with this patient i need to know as well everything that's going on if there's a cavity here make me understand as well where the cavity is so i feel like it's very important for assistants to ask questions to question the doctors or even for the doctors to explain to their assistants to be like yeah you know i even though i see an incipient cavity i still will want to drill it and fill it like make me understand what you're doing okay. does that make sense it does okay well let's talk about something else. Right. let's talk about something else when it comes to some offices, when it comes to most offices, it's about production. It's about trying to make money, right? Because, I mean, you don't have a business if you're not trying to make money. Do you find that the front office and the back office kind of differ in the sense that the front office is about, look, let's try to get as many patients in here as possible. And the front, the back office, which is you guys and the doctor, are like, wait a minute, how can we see all these people? And how can we do a good job of, of seeing these people? Does that make sense? So the mm-hmm. front it office is trying to push sense, yeah. as many patients as possible, but you guys in the back are like, "How can we see this many people?" And mm-hmm. how do you how do you resolve that? Well, I I've seen it done, and I feel like it just depends on the office and depends on you know the doctors as well. Like I've been in in offices to where there's like they it's every uh, continuing care patient is in scheduled for fifteen minutes. And they can absolutely do it to where they can see every patient and be done in a timely manner. Okay, wait a minute. Like, wait, and then wait a minute. Wait a minute. You say, okay, now I'm going to have to stop you. 15 minutes for somebody to come in, take x-rays, be seen by the doctor, evaluate properly, uh, make sure that they don't have any problems, talk to the patient. You're telling me in 15 minutes you can do all that. That's not possible. Um, That's not possible. I'm going to question you. Right as now. far as like how it's scheduled yeah i, like I get it on the but schedule they on the template when they put it in it's only put in for every 15 minutes that right. the ccx comes in but really think about it if uh, if i come if a patient is coming in let's say they're scheduled at 10 30 yeah. and you know they're on the on the schedule the schedule for, it doesn't mean that the whole you know 
uh, appointment is going to last 15 minutes. I'm right. saying as far as like how they're scheduling to fit everybody in is scheduled for 15 minutes. So a patient comes in, let's say at 1030, I bring them in and we take x-rays. It might take me maybe like five minutes at the most yeah. to take like between care x-rays. Then they go into the back. You know, the hygienist comes in and they might do periocharting if they're due for periocharting. A lot of times they've already signed in the front for whatever cleaning they're going to get. Right. So when they come in the back, they already know what's going to happen. We know we're going to take x-rays. The hygienist is going to come in and, you know, do your cleaning. The doctor might come in and do an exam and you have no cavities and you're good, you're gone. You know, it works that way as well. But we also have those patients who haven't been there for a whole year and then they come in and, then, you know, they have like multiple things that right. are, are needed. But then that's when, you know, the, the front desk and the back office come into where we have to communicate to be like, hey, my doctor, you know, does not do five minute exams. My doctor takes 30 minutes for an exam. So that's when the communication has to come in and be like, you cannot schedule this patient for 15 minutes because it's going to take this doctor a whole hour to finish a continuing care exam and for them to leave. Okay, hold on. So, let, me pause, let me pause you for a second. Ready? So you, I get it, right? You, what you're saying to me is the way they schedule, the patient might be there longer, right? Well, that brings into question now patients are being uh, pushed back, right? So now all this other patients now are running late or the office is right. running late, right? So now you're basically putting this pressure on this doctor to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. then, so now basically patients are being seen as fast as possible. Again, it comes back to quality of work. And I'm not saying just right. your office. I, I know that because I've gone to multiple offices. I used to be a general dentist myself. I used to be pushed really hard. And I was like, there's no way this is crazy. You see, and then whenever you explain to the front or or if you explain to the person that owns the office, they're like, well, in order for you to be productive, in order for me to have you here in this office, this is what you need to do. But in the back, I got to figure out how my doctor is going to be able to see every patient in a timely manner. So which is why I feel like there should be cross training to where, you know, one day at least the back office needs to come in. I mean, the front desk needs to come in the back and be like, okay, step by step, this is what we do. And step by step, this is what the doctor is going to do. So that 15 minute slot that you put in the patient is not going to accommodate the whole appointment for us to do everything. Same thing with the back office. They need to go on the front desk to understand also, yes, for this to function, for the whole office to function and for the doctor to be able to reach their goal, I have to schedule my patients this way, that way, that and the third. Okay. You know, it has to be, you know, an understanding across the board because in the back office, we understand, like you were saying, I've seen a doctor come in and attempt to take out a premolar and they couldn't do it. And I'm like, I can do it, you know. <laughs> And the same thing, like in the in the back office, they need to be able to go in the front and be like, okay, I get it. I know how to check in the patient. I know how to schedule a patient. I know how to do this. So everybody knows how everything works. Now, right. mind you, I'm not saying everybody needs to know in detail specifics how everything needs to work, but everybody needs to have an understanding of how everybody's job or everybody's role is. Beautiful. Okay. So now you, you said, I mean, this is utopia, right? You've basically given us utopia. How much does that actually happen? It really doesn't mm. happen. It doesn't happen. You can be honest with me. It doesn't really happen. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> You've given us a beautiful story, but really it doesn't happen. The front really never gets trained in the back. The back doesn't get trained in the front, right? And if they do, it's uh-huh. rare because then they're just trying to move to the front or the back, you see, and not deal with a lot of the other stuff. So you've given us a, a utopia, but really 
you're still that, that's the probably the biggest fight that happens right the back is always uh-huh. fight with the front because the back is like hey you don't give us enough time to do this and the back the uh-huh. front is like what are you talking about we need to see as many patients as possible do you believe that this is probably the biggest discussion you uh, you as the back the assistant and the front do you think that's the biggest fight you guys have Yes, absolutely. And I feel like that's the biggest reason why there's a lot of huge turnovers in multiple offices. Because, you know, a lot, I feel like a lot of people take things personal. And I don't think, you know, it, it's a bad thing also, because if you're in the front office, you know, you, you, you're firsthand of the only one on the phone constantly with these patients. You know, it's a lot of things that you're dealing with. You know, so everybody's job is overwhelming. Not everybody's job is easy. Nobody's job is easier than the other. And that is definitely where the disconnect happens because nobody wants to listen to the other because they feel like, I know what I'm talking about. This is how the back operates. Well, I know what I'm talking about. This is what the front operates. And that's when that whole divide comes to where front and desk does whatever they want to do and the back office does whatever they want to do. So you the know? person that's trapped in the middle is the patient. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Well, and okay. Here's another thing. the office like... Where, where's everybody at? You know, right. such and such was here in the front desk. Where'd they go? Wait a minute. Who are you? You taking my extras? I don't know, know anything that's going on. They're just coming in and expecting to be taken care of as a patient, and which is what they should be only concerned about. Okay. Well, here's another thing, too. What is the, I mean, literally the worst thing that you hate about your job? Like, what is the, the hardest thing about your job that people don't know or understand? The hardest thing um, for us assistance, is yeah. as assistants. I think it's just, you know, keeping a smile on our face, just staying sane. Because, you know, we have to, I feel like we, we care, no, I don't feel like, I know we carry a big load, you know. We, we dabble in everything. We dabble in, you know, front desk, we dabble in the back office, we dabble in whatever the doctors do. A lot of times doctors come in and they just say what needs to happen and they don't do anything at all. And then we gotta come in and do everything. For example, like if a patient comes in and they need a cleaning and the hygienist is not available to do a cleaning, then now it's the doctor and the assistant has to do the cleaning. I understand how you can come in and you scale everywhere, but then I gotta polish and then I gotta put the fluoride. Why can't you put the fluoride on? You know, something as simple as that. I know it's very minor, but something simple as that. So, you know, one thing I feel like not everybody understands about the assistance is that the big load that we take on. And another thing is we're very misunderstood. Like a lot of times, you know, we're just seen as just an assistant. Like I'm not just an assistant, you know. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I know a lot, you know, what goes on. Like I understand everything that's going on. I feel like, you know, we're kind of put under to where, you know, we just there to pick up the pieces for everybody. So you don't, you don't think that you get the respect that you deserve? No, I feel like we don't. You know, okay. I feel like we, we're always told, like, well, this is what I expect of you. I'm like, okay, well, I have to expect certain things from you as well. For you to be able to get what you need, you got to, you know, take care of me as well. Okay. Does that make sense? It you does. Know? Yeah. It does. Here's a question. Do you think assistants get paid uh, according to their skill level? Fairly, no. Justly, no. I, I absolutely don't because I, I worked with, when I started working, you know, in dentistry, there was a lady that I worked with and she was an older lady. I think she was in the fifties or sixties. No, yeah, sixties. And she was getting ready to retire. And I, and she was just telling me, you know, how she had worked, you know, for the company for a very long time. And as far as her getting a raise, like it had to be a fight. 
you know, it had to be a huge argument. And when she got a raise, it was like 25 cents, you know, every year or every quarter or whatever. She would just get 25 cents. And she was amazing. Like, she did everything. She knew she knew how to do a lot of things. So, you know, it kind of made me feel like, well, if they don't care about this loyal employee who's been here for years, why would they care about me? You okay. Know? Well, let me, let me do something, Chris. Let me uh, play devil's advocate, right? Because I always like to argue with people. That's my, I, I love it. Um, okay. So, so imagine this, right? You're the owner of a dental practice, and you basically have an assistant that's really good. I mean, they're really good, right? Um, so you get you pay them, we'll say $20, just to make the numbers easy. Pay them $20. I know that's not the case at all. But you pay them $20 an hour, right? The next year, they're, so they're with you for a year. The next year, they're like, hey, doc, I want to raise. Most doctors, if they're smart, will say, okay, well, is this person worth that additional money that I'm giving them? Why do I say that? It's because what has the, that assistant brought into my practice that will make my practice more money or will benefit my practice more? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It some makes ass- right. Sense. Some assistants just kind of base it off of emotions. Well, I've been here for a year, so I should get a raise. I don't uh-huh. see that making any sense. But if you're like, hey, doc, look what I've actually done to bring either more revenue to the office or look how I've made your life a lot easier because now you don't do as much as you used to before I came in. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So so I feel like that <laughs> argument should be what what's made, not because the sun came up and went down. Now you deserve a raise. No, absolutely. Like if if I was to give advice to any assistant, I would be like, you know, you need to learn everything. Like you need to figure out how you can be a valuable assistant. You know, when patients come in, how do they feel? Do they remember you? Are you coming in and, you know, you had talking it up with the patients? Like, you know, do they remember your name, you know, when you come in? Another thing, like, are you, are you helpful as far as like the front desk? Like you need to know, like, hey, teach me how to check in the patient or teach me when I look at the care slip. What does that mean? What does this mean? Or, you know, Whenever, like, marketing comes in and, like, bringing patients in because, you know, in every office is, you know, a time or a phase to where there is, like, nobody in the office. Like, okay, what are you doing? Are you bringing your own ideas to be like, hey, you know, I thought about this to kind of help the office out, to bring in more patients or to make everybody's job easier when it comes to this, that, and the third, like, you know, be a valuable employee. Don't just be an assistant who just comes in to take x-rays and suction. And that's a big job as well. Like, those x-rays that you're taking, are they quality x-rays? You know, are they easily, you know, I can diagnose, I can see everything, I can see, you know, the bone level, you know, like, everything. Like, you have to be, you know, educate yourself as well. Like, yeah, we went to school for, you know, a year or two years, but that year or two years, you know, it doesn't stop. Like, you still gotta, you know, train your brain to, you know, want to learn more. Like, you gotta be more curious. You gotta be able to know how everything works. Like, which is why I kind of took it on my part to be like, I want to not only learn general, I want to know what perio is. What is perio? I want to know what, why people need root canals. Like, I want to be, know everything about dentistry. And I feel like that's how you become a very valuable employee to where you go in and be like, yo, um, doctor such and such. I feel like, I deserve a raise. It should be no question to be like, you know what? I was waiting for you to come in. Absolutely. Yes. You know, Sarah, you do deserve a raise. Now let's talk about it, you know? Okay. So I feel like that conversation can happen easy and very fluid. 
Gotcha. Okay, well, I think I'm going to end it here because I think you've just given knowledge to people who are trying to become assistants and just, you know, doctors in general to kind of say, yeah, see, I, you know, she sees my point of view, but then I think doctors should also appreciate the people that they work with because I do believe that a lot of the doctors and a lot of hygienists don't really look and say, man, I really appreciate how easy the assistants make my life. You know what I mean? Right. And so, a lot of times it's not only the assistant who comes out. Like the doctors and the hygienists have to be the ones to actually push it. But like, yeah, you, you're great at this and I would like for you to learn this as well. Gotcha. You never know how, you know, it might make your job easier. Okay. Well, so the communication, I think, seems to be the biggest takeaway from this. Yes. So, all right, cool. We'll leave it here. Uh, we'll, you know, um, post this and then we'll see what comments we get i I mean i can guarantee you i get yelled at a lot i'm gonna get yelled at for this you know because (laughs) maybe people might say i was being too aggressive but i feel like you know what yeah painting rosy pictures about what should happen versus what actually happens is different you know what i mean like i'm not Uh gonna sit here and say this always happens or every office is ideal that's not the case at all you know so i definitely appreciate you coming on definitely go enjoy your holidays uh and let me know if you need anything and i hope that uh you can come back on and kind of give us a part two whenever we get some questions okay absolutely i had fun i really appreciate the opportunity not at all chris take care of yourself all right you too doc thank you bye thank you for listening to tooth be told if you have any questions or comments please email us at real dentist with an s at gmail.com that's real dentist r-e-a-l dentist with an s at gmail.com remember the opinions on this podcast are just that our professional opinions, the final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.